0: Okay, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of God, the most compassionate, the most merciful, Alhamdulillah,irabbil alamin. All praise and thanks is due to God. Was salatu wa salam wa ala ashraf al-mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ilayyum and all peace and blessings be upon the messenger, his family, his companions, and all of those who follow them until the end of time. Amen. Um. So today, inshallah, we're going to be discussing um, Surah Al-Hujurat, uh, the apartments, the, the surah of the apartments, it's called the apartments, and um, well, it, it's named that way because um, it had to do with a specific incident during the lifetime of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. it was most authorities agree that it was revealed in Medina uh, after the Prophet migrated from Mecca to Medina. And um, so Bismillah rahman ar-Rahim O ye who believe Advance not before God and His Messenger, and be conscious of God. Indeed, He is all-hearing, all-knowing. So, already Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah um, telling the believers, now, there's many ways to look at this. it's saying have proper etiquette with the messenger peace be upon him that you don't just walk up to the messenger and say hey muhammad i need to talk to you you know that there was that in fact it was even inappropriate to address him sallallahu wa sallam, as muhammad like not even his family called him muhammad <laughs> you know not even his wife called him muhammad sallallahu wa sallam. They would they would you the, the proper etiquette was to say Ya Rasulullah or ya, ya Nabi Allah, O oh, Messenger of God or O oh, Prophet of God. So La tuqaddimu bayna wa rasulihi means don't you know don't just uh, treat him like anybody else. You can't just say, Hey Muhammad, وسلم, uh can I talk to you? wa taqullah and be conscious of God in the Allah Indeed, God is hearing, knowing. The next verse: Ya ayuhuladina oh, O ye who believe, do not raise your voices above the voice of the prophet, nor address him in the manner that you address one another, lest your deeds come to nothing while you are unaware. So in the in the exegesis, it says that this verse was reportedly revealed in response to an argument between Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu and Omar radiallahu anhu. Each of them favored a different individual for the honor of receiving a delegation from an outlying tribe and their quarreling in the presence of the messenger. Peace be upon him, was so loud that his voice was drowned out. So this is according to some of the exegesis. But this continues again, the theme of this is not any regular human being that is in your presence this is the messenger of god and there is a proper etiquette in dealing with the messenger of god that you don't just that your voice should not be higher than Mm -hmm. his. that it's not because he was necessarily divine or anything like that no it's because again his his uh, there was respect on the part of the believer for the messenger of god Because this was the messenger of God, and because God loved this messenger so much, and he demanded respect of the of the believers for the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa (laughs) ta'ala. Lest your deeds go to nothing. Imagine all the deeds we do, everything we struggle in this life go to nothing because of uh, inappropriate manners with the messenger. Like that's—I mean—that's quite frightening, to be honest. You know that that all my deeds can come to nothing, because—and I don't even know about it—because of the way I treat the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And then Allah continues: "Inna aladina yahuduna aswatum 'an da asoolillah, ulaiik aladina amtahanallahu qulubuhum alatfakwa, lahummakhfiratun wa ajrun a'zim." Continuing the theme, those who Lower their voices before the messenger of God. They are the ones whose hearts God has tested tested for reverence and God-consciousness. Theirs shall be forgiveness and a great reward. So again, Allah is extolling the virtue of these people. This is the one that Allah gave taqwa, gave God-consciousness in their hearts. And then they shall be forgiven and have a great reward. Now, next (laughs) <laughs> Again, this just indicates how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved and honored the Prophet peace be upon him. A group, so truly those who call thee from behind the apartments, most of them do not understand. Now, so it was reported that <clears throat> a group of Bedouin came to the Messenger wasallam. When he was sleeping in one of, you know, back then, the houses of the messenger were attached to the messenger. And, you know, houses back then were very simple. So, I mean, you could, people can hear what's being said outside. And so they didn't know, these Bedouin didn't know which of the apartments he was sleeping in. So they just went behind each apartment and called uh, to the prophet in a crude manner like, Oh, Muhammad! We need to speak to you. You know what I mean? I mean, could you imagine? Not even knocking, not even asking permission. And in fact, one of them, uh, Aqra uh, ibn Habis, reported it was reported that he called out, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, verily my praise is sweet and my curse is bitter. And to which the Prophet responded, peace be upon him, only God is like that. And then this this verse was revealed. Right? So Allah is attacking these people and saying, these people la yaqilun they don't understand there's they're like they're like dumb and um and had they been patient until you came out to them it would have been better for them and god is forgiving and merciful so even though he severely Reprimands and admonishes these Bedouins for treating the Prophet in such a crude manner, he still ends the verse Azza wa Jal, God, uh, 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 Majestic Lord, Wallahu Ghafoor Rahim. And God is indeed oft forgiving, most merciful, right? Giving people hope that even if you are um, an, in, inappropriate with the Messenger, there's hope because Allah is Ghafoor Rahim. Right? And going back to the first verse, (laughs) is also can be understood to mean if Allah and His messenger have excuse me have decreed something, it's not befitting or becoming of a believer to say, Well, but in my opinion, I think I should do it this way. (laughs) Your opinion, my opinion, when the messenger and God and His Messenger have decreed something and it's clear cut. Who cares about my opinion? <laughs> I don't care. No one cares about my opinion. My opinion is irrelevant. If I'm a if I'm a if I'm a believer, if God and his messenger said it, then that's it. He said it. My opinion is completely irrelevant. And that's something that unfortunately too many people today neglect, right? It's one thing when you hear something, oh, X is haram. Well, I don't. I don't just take that at face value. Where's your evidence? Haram is a big deal. If it's clear cut coming from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and His Messenger, okay. <laughs> I have. No, there's then. Then it's not. Well, you know. Let me. Let me think about it. Let me have my opinion. There is not. That's not befitting of a believer. That's not how the believer should ask. Let's. Uh, let, let's stop there. What questions do people have? Reflections. going on, on, your, on your on your thing of just since people having too many opinions a lot of people today they kind of they everybody's trying to interpret the Quran just by themselves that's to me that's even a bigger problem At least I see that as a, as a big concern is that you know, people need to be able to interpret Quran and Hadith you know based off of, you know, some scholar or somebody who has more answers them. I think there's some merit to what you're saying, and at the same time, the Qur'an itself says, right. Right. Do they not ponder over the Qur'an, or are their hearts locked? I think, at some level, we should reflect on the Qur'an. I, mean, I think we should read these verses, and and... Share together what they mean for us now. I and I and I agree with you if I say, Well, you know what, I can drink alcohol because the Quran says, Oh, you believe don't go near prayer when you're when you're drunk, that means I I can drink. No, because you have to understand the Quran in totality that was revealed earlier, hinting that that or beginning the process of prohibition, and then you have the surahs and uh, surat al, I think it's Surah Al Ma'idah, the fifth word. You know, that drinking, uh, intoxicants, and gambling, and divination with arrows, and all these things are an abomination of uh, riches and evil from the wor- handiworks of, of Satan. So stay far away from them. So you are right. I meant that I think we do have to have a. a, a an epistemology that is that is based on tradition and based on the messenger, and I don't think there's anything wrong with also reflecting, um, sincerely reflecting on what a verse means means for you. I think there's a there's a healthy balance, right? When does the reflecting become unhealthy? At least in I your opinion, it, I think if you come uh, come away with a radically different interpretation, then. What is established by the messenger? I mean, there's if these things are clear cut, you know, established prayer, right? And you say, Well, I don't think I have to play. That was just a that was just a recommendation. Clearly that's I mean, that clearly goes against the tradition, right? And then there are there are verses that are just clear cut, you know. <inaudible> don't go near to fornication and adultery. I mean, that's boom. That's clear cut, right? Okay. Um prohibition of intoxicants and alcohol right um uh gambling um not worshiping idols you know what i mean um fasting in the month of Ramadan i mean those things are just you can't there's really no it's there's no room for wiggle room right other things that are maybe more ambiguous or maybe other things i think there may be some room for reflection i agree with you i think if you have a sick heart your interpretation may may be deviant. I, th- I think it's contingent on the condition of your heart. The Quran, we talked about this before, the Quran, what how you come away from the Quran is contingent on the condition of your heart. And if your heart is sick, the Quran may push you farther away. That there are examples and parables set forth in the Qur'an. Through them, many are misguided and many are, are guided. And only the iniquitous are the ones who are misguided by them. And then Allah goes on to, this is in Surah Al-Baqarah to describe who these people are. So it's not it's not a given that anybody that opens up the Quran is going to be guided. It depends on their... <laughs> this book is, this is the book wherein there's no doubt, is a guidance for those who are God-conscious, those who are reverent, not for everybody. So there's a delicate balance. I think, on I agree with you, Ayman. There there has to be an established epistemology. I love using that word. Epistemology is how we learn, how we come come to acquire knowledge. Um, and I think there's also some room for self reflection. I mean, my my interpretation doesn't mean it's the right one. I mean, I'm reading exegesis from the study of Quran, right? And I think thinking about a verse. And what it means to you, and how you can apply it in your life, I think is, is healthy. And if you're really reflecting upon a verse, sincerely seeking guidance, inshallah, you will get you will you you will gain benefit. God willing. <laughs> Any other reflections? Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Verse six. يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا ان تصيب قوما بجهاله فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين واعلموا ان فيكم رسول الله لو يطيعكم في كثير من الامر لعنتم ولكن الله حبب اليكم الايمان وزينه في قلوبكم وكرهها اليكم الكفر والفسوق والعصيان اولئك هم الراشدون فضلا من الله ونعمه this is, this is just chock full of wisdom. O oh, ye who believe, if an iniquitous, if an iniquitous one comes to you with news, then be discerning. Be discerning. Check it out. Verify. Lest you harm a people out of ignorance. And become remorseful over that which you have done. And know And know that the messenger of God is among you. Were he to obey you, listen to this, were he were he to obey you in many matters, you would suffer. <laughs> but God has caused you to love faith and has made it seem fair in your hearts. And he has caused you to despise disbelief, iniquity, and disobedience. Such are the rightly guided as a bounty from God and a blessing, and God is knowing wise. So, the particular of this verse is this After the battle of Ben al Mustariq, the tribe of Ben al Mustariq, they became Muslim, okay, and they agreed to pay zakah. The Prophet, والسلام, peace be upon him, sent a man by the name of Walid ibn Uqba to collect the zakah, the alms tax. There had been enmity, however, between him and Bani Mustaliq in the pre-Islamic period, in the period of ignorance. So when the people heard of his coming, they came out to receive him out of reverence for God and the Prophet. And if I remember correctly, they were wearing armor. That's how they received delegations. That's how they honored delegations, is they came out wearing armor. So when he saw that, he got scared, and they, he said... They wanted to kill him. So he left. And then he went back to the messenger, upon who be peace. And he said, The Banu Mustalak have refused to pay zakat and the alms, and they want to kill me. And they wanted to kill me. The Prophet Aslan became angry and he became, began arranging for an armed delegation. In the meantime, Banu Mustalak realized that the emissary had left. So they went to the Prophet and said, We heard of your emissary, and we went out to receive him. Honor him and give him the right of God that was due upon us, but your emissary went back, and we feared that what sent him back might be a message that he received from you, because you are angry with us. We seek refuge in God from His wrath and from the wrath of His, of his messenger. Then these verses were revealed, clearing Bani Mustara. So, I mean, like, wow! If it, and Allah called that person Fasiq iniquitous when they you got to verify don't just believe any single rumor that comes out you got to verify is this true or not true did it really happen or not really happen i mean if we follow, if we would follow this the whole TMZ industry would go to waste would stop it's all about rumor mongering and spying. Well, the, later in the in the Sura, we're, we're going to talk about spying. But when someone comes to you to say something, you got to verify. You can't just oh, so-and-so said there's something about you, and then you go slash those tires, and then you find out later it was all false. Look at you know what happened today. You know what? You, there was a young kid. He committed suicide. This is in this is in Naperville. He committed suicide. Why? A girl accused him of of I don't know abusing him or raping him or something like that or raping her. I'm sorry. And the school was investigating him and took him out of school and pending investigation and everything. And then she recanted, but during the but before she could recant, the kid jumped and climbed up the the parking garage I think at Edward Hospital and jumped over and killed himself. And then after that happened, she she recanted. And now you have a dead kid because of the. Because they, they immediately believed her. And I'm not saying we shouldn't believe victims of rape. But what I'm saying is. She later recanted. And now you have a dead kid. This stuff happens all the time. Someone comes with you. And you got to verify. You, gotta, you, you have to investigate. Make sure it's true. Lest you harm a people. Out of ignorance. And then you become remorseful you need these these parents their kid will never come back I mean like th- this timeless guidance and then Allah continues and remember among you is the messenger of God remember going back to the beginning don't raise your voices above the messenger don't uh advance be- between God and his messenger he's Allah Azza wa Jalla is saying God is saying remember, who this person is among you. This is the messenger of God. If he were just to follow your ways, you would suffer. And then, and then this is just unbelievable. And then, and then وكرّها إليكم الكفر والفسوق والعصيان، وأولئك أُولَئكَ هم الراشدون. but indeed it is God who made you to love belief، and He made it fair in your heart، and He made you despise ingratitude، rejection of the truth، iniquitousness and disobedience. These are indeed the rightly guided. And then Allah continues, as a bounty from God in His blessing, and God is all-knowing, all Our The fact that we are here tonight studying the book of Allah the book of god and trying to better our lives is a bounty from god and a gift from god Waleed, you talked about tahajjud is an invitation from god to meet him you are you cannot be more correct that that our being on the path is nothing short of a bounty of god it is a gift from god and what and just what what makes god so incredibly beautiful Is that he makes the path of belief and righteousness easy for you and then rewards you for it. Just like he did with our father Adam, alayhi salam, upon him be peace. Adam made the mistake. Adam was given, alayhi salam, upon him be peace, was given words of, of forgiveness from God and God forgave him. It is like, what, it, and of course Allah has the greatest example, like a teacher that gives you the answers to all the tests and then gives you an A. I had an English TA like that in college. She would give us a writing assignment. I was very nervous about English in college because I was not a very good writer back then. And I, would, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to give her my rough draft. What's the worst that can happen? I'd give her my rough draft. She'd fix it. She'd tell me how to fix it. I fixed it, and she give me an A on the paper. The tests, Alhamdulillah, Allah bless me, I could do well on the tests. I could memorize it's easy, but the papers. So I'm like, this must be a fluke. So the next, she gave me another assignment: go to the gallery. Oh, I was at Marquette; it's Catholic school. Go to the gallery, pick a painting, and write about it. That was my our running assignment. So I went to this paint picture, and I I I read about the 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 um, burning of the at the stake of John Huss. He was a a heretic against the Catholic church and they burned him at the stake. I, I wrote a paper describing the, the painting. I gave it to her and she just said, no, 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 do this and do this and describe the painting this way. And then tell me about what you think. And she really, literally, she rewrote the paper. I did it. And she gave me an A. I'm like, this is amazing. No, so every paper was like that. So then I found her second semester freshman year i took her again same thing give me i give her the rough draft she fixed the rough draft give me that allah has the greatest example allah gives you belief makes it beautiful for you makes it easy and then rewards you for it what what god how awesome is our god how awesome is our god Not only has he made belief, caused us to love faith, and made it seem fair in our hearts, he has caused the opposite, ingratitude, rejection of faith, iniquity, and disobedience. He made made us hate it. So it's push and pull, pulling us away from iniquity and pushing us toward righteousness. God does that, and then rewards us for it. And he's reminding the Sahaba in another area. You were on the verge of a pit of hellfire, talking to the companions, and God saved you from it. So, like, 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 it's just, it's just incredible. When you, when you think about, it was God that put you here in a place of belief, made it seem right, fair for you, pushed you away from in, uh, disobedience, and then rewards you for it. I mean, if my teacher gives me the answer to the test, why should I get an A? If the teacher still gives me an A, that's a nice teacher. and Allah is an unbelievable, awesome, awesome God. Let's stop there. Reflections. You're saying that I disagree with you that it makes you hate it, but how, how do you balance that out with being attracted to disbelief? I, I can agree that you know, Action is most people most people dislike error or this taste for it, but they still end up falling into it. So how do you balance those two things? Are you talking about disbelief? Yes. Yeah. Or, or, or are you talking about sin and 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 iniquity? You want to consider them to be the same? No, they're not the same. Not even close. Or, like... even, or, or even people fall in love with their people fall in love with with their ideas and their ideas lead them to denying God. And the only reason they hold strong to them is because you know they're arrogant and arrogant and like the mind tends to fall in love with its ideas out of arrogance. I could that would be another way I, I would take this into or I'll take the this this reflection into. And that person that person um then is now worshiping his own de- his own desires yeah and then the Quran talks about uh, do you not see the one who took his own desires and whims as his God so there are people that are like that and those are the ones that that when Allah sees that they don't they don't care that then Allah reciprocates the hadith uh, sacred hadith I am as my servant uh thinks I am so if we look to Allah and we want him to sincerely guide us he will sincerely guide us I that, that's why I believe يشاء, God guides whom he wills I think it's mistranslated I think God guides who wills to be guided, meaning God guides the one who wants to be guided. Because otherwise, the other way seems it's, it's random. Yeah, I like uh, Ayman, I'm going to guide him. I like Walid. I'm going to guide him. But Hisham, he's annoying. I'm going to let him go astray. That seems random and capricious. And, and f- far be it from Allah to be like that. But Allah guides the one who wants to be guided. If I want guidance, God will guide me. The one who is in love with his own ideas, that person does does not want guidance. Because if someone wants guidance from Allah, if someone believes the only one that, or not the best one to to give me a, 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 a path back to him is the one who made me. But if I think, well, but I, you know, I have, my, I have my own good ideas, and follows them to the uh, against what God what God says, then okay, and that person worships himself, or worships money, or worships status, or worships lust, or worships whatever. You know, we people may not bow to idols nowadays like physical statues, but there is a lot of idolatry in our society today. It's a different type of idolatry. But it's idolatry the same. Do you think Muslim will fall into this type of idolatry? Or is it, or should I mean, mean be- I, I don't... Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I fall into it. Everybody, everybody's at risk. Mm-hmm. Everybody's at risk. I mean, I, I've heard speakers talk about... They just talk about God and the Quran and just like, where are you? How dare you, Muslim speakers, intellectual thinkers, and I and I I'm sympathetic to the belief that on some level we need to say, does the scripture really says say this, or is this has it been burdened by cultural baggage that is not really coming from the from the from the Dean I think that question and that that questioning is, is healthy on some on some level because there's a lot of cultural baggage that have become Dogma and at the same time there there also has to be again he, going back to don't advance yourselves between God and his Messenger before God and His Messenger. When it's clear-cut, and there's another verse in the Quran, فأنا, يَكُونَ مِنْ, من, أم, من or something. So, To that effect, I, I may have misquoted it, that once God and His Messenger have decreed, have decreed something, then the believer doesn't have a choice. You, سَمَعْنَا atana. We, we hear and we obey. The question is, فَتَبَيَّنُوا Look how it all ties. Verify. Did God and his messenger really say this or not? I think that's a valid question. Because there's a lot of things that I've been told growing up. No, the messenger said this. That actually turns out to be not true. So we should take Iman, faith, belief, righteousness, good conduct as gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way we, we repay those gifts, we can't repay Allah. The way we show gratitude is to increase in our devotion. And it's, it's a not a vicious cycle, it's a beautiful cycle. It continues to cycle we we're grateful for the bounty and we increase our devotion and then god increases our our bounty which increases our devotion and that's how we're pulled back to god in a divine cycle forward other reflections Okay, I think we can we can stop there okay. because there's a there's a, then the next section is kind of a, it 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 uh, starts in a in, in a uh, different theme. Okay. So we're, we'll we'll continue next time on verse nine. Inshallah. 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 All right. So Subhanallahikarabul Izzati Amma Yasufun Wa Salamun al-Mursalin. Well, Alhamdulillahirobbil Alamin. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم peace be upon you guys and until Allah next time إن شاء الله we'll talk to you والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته